Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here. It's ready only three game NBA main slate on Thursday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I made daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. And I'm now making videos as well for NBA Top Shot, which are basically virtual trading cards. If you guys are interested in that, I do have a couple videos up uh, explaining kind of what it is and, a and explaining a couple of recent investments I made as well. If you guys are unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also up on Apple Podcasts. I'll link in the description below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, I'll offer it on Patreon.com. A couple different packages, an esports package, as well as an NBA package, also linked down below. And then I want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this show. If you guys are not familiar with Prize Picks, or maybe this is your first time watching, the idea of uh, Prize Picks is you're taking over under on fantasy points. So. Um, for example, LeBron James projected for 54 fancy points tomorrow. Um, you know, do it the under, do it the over. Honestly, I think the stars just looking at them all look a little bit too low. Like Giannis at 56, Harden at 52, LeBron at 54. Those all look pretty low to me. Um, but hey, you guys can mix and match sports. They have college, uh, PGA, esports. Um, so if you guys want to sign up, you need the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, link down below, you get 100% match up to $100. So you put $100 in, you get $200 to play with. And finally, I just want to thank you guys again for all your support. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, if you do enjoy this content, if you have a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos you don't look live. Um, let's aim for 200 likes on this video. Uh, so with that out of the way, let's jump into it. Um, before we talk about, or actually, I do want to mention that um, this will be the last YouTube video for myself for a few days, uh, going, uh, on vacation, uh, for my birthday to Cancun. So I'll be gone, uh, leaving tomorrow morning and I'll be gone until I come back Monday. So I will have videos up again, uh, for MBA starting, uh, Tuesday videos and live streams. Don't worry, Patreon members. I will still be uploading content for Patreon. Uh, but I just wanted to mention that guys, uh, no videos, no live streams for me for Thursday or, you know, no live stream Thursday. Uh, and then videos and live stream, no Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. So, um, all right. But yeah, before we get into this um, this three-game slate, let's look back at my lineup here from Tuesday. So Tuesday looking like a pretty solid night for me. Nothing crazy, uh, but right now uh, cashing pretty easily in this tournament. Uh, so going over my lineup, DeLon Wright, Seth Curry, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Robert Williams, John Morant, Isaiah Roby, and Zion Williamson. Here, I'll get out of the way so you guys can see. So, um, let's see, that Portland, okay, that game did not go to overtime. Okay, I thought maybe there's a chance I might get OT for Zion Williamson. But, so, you know, the, the Philadelphia 76ers was waiting on that starting line moves. Once we got news that Seth Curry was starting at point guard, talked about this, I liked him for value. So, uh, he originally got injured right away, and I was like, oh boy, another tilting night. Here we go. But he came back, had a really nice day. Um, DeLon Wright was, you know, subpar. I, I expected a little bit more for him now. Jeremy Grant just like went off and he had, I forget what his stat line is, but I think he had like 30 plus real life points and like no other, it was really weird. He like, Jeremy Grant like did nothing besides score the ball. Um, so he kind of deferred to Jeremy Grant still was like, okay. But again, I expected a little bit more for DeLon Wright. I used both Boston guys, that being Jason Tatum and that being uh, Jalen Brown. Now, uh, again, once we got news that Kemba was out and Jalen Brown was starting the point guard, I like both, you know, Brown got into, into some foul trouble. Um, 
so he wasn't like you know amazing jason tatum was the guy you really wanted one for 55 robert lambs for value that was basically just to open up for me to get to allow these you know for allow me to get these other uh seven to 8k guys in my lineup you guys knew i was really high on john morant he had a nice game triple double 51 fancy points that was nice isaiah roby who fouled out early in the fourth quarter i feel like i had 30 fancy points could have had more and then zion williamson for 53 fancy points so um yeah that is it for the luck back guys hope you guys had a great night and let's see if we can keep it rolling for this three game slate so we have one of the three games out right now heat and kings uh it's a 223 and a half over under the heat are only one and a half point favorites i feel like the heat should be favored by more but that i don't know that's just me um all right so Let's start off with Toronto and Milwaukee. And the big news, obviously, is Kyle Lowry. And this really does change the slate. He is currently questionable. If he misses, really like Van Fleet, really like Siakam. Both, when Lowry went down at about, I think it was about halftime, both had really good games. 53 for Van Fleet and uh, 51 for Pascal Siakam. So that would become two of the best plays in the mid-range, that being Siakam and Van Fleet, if Kyle Lowry is out. And then you would have to uh, consider some other guys. So Norman Powell would probably play 30-plus minutes. I think he is he is definitely viable. My, my issue with Norman Powell is, at times, can be relying on the scoring. And kind of out of four games, he didn't shoot the ball. Um, or he just didn't shoot the ball a ton. But um, he would certainly be in play with no Kyle Lowry. Chris Boucher, um, just because there's one less body in the rotation, played 30 minutes. If there's no Lowry, like I would feel a little bit better that he does play more minutes. We know Boucher is just a matter of, will the minutes be there it's never really like his production it's just a matter of will he play the minutes right 18 minutes two games ago 30 minutes last game so if the minutes are there chris boucher is a really good tournament play og in his first game in his first game back played about 27 minutes i expect this minutes to go up a bit um definitely someone that is is solid there in the mid-range value wise i'm not super interested in aaron baines at three four i mean he'll probably play 15 to 20 minutes i don't think it's the worst value um and then you know, guys like Bembry, Stanley Johnson. If there's no Kyle Lowry, yeah, we can consider these guys. Am I going to feel good about either? Not really, but like they're basically close to mid price. We'll see if they do the starting lineup if Kyle Lowry is out. But yeah, those guys are like, I guess would be fringe viable if um, if Kyle Lowry is out. Now, if Kyle Lowry is in, um, you know, the pricing still looks pretty good on these Toronto guys. I think Lowry would probably be my favorite still. Um, but the concern, he was on pace for a massive game last game. 39 fancy points in 22 minutes. Just so unfortunate if you played him the last slate. But obviously there's some risk. But like as long as he can stay out there, I think the price looks the best on Lowry. So we'll really just have to keep an eye on that. And if Lowry does play, then that, you know, hurts obviously Powell. Uh, hurts, you know, probably takes Powell out of play. Hurts OG Ananubi. Uh, just probably downgraded Boucher just because it would be one you know, more body in the rotation that, you know, chance he plays less minutes. So that's what my thoughts, thoughts are with Toronto. Moving on to the Milwaukee side, Giannis and Middleton. So Middleton sat back and did absolutely nothing. Well, Giannis went off last game, 10.9K. Last three games, Giannis has really started to turn on here. 70, 74, 72, and even a 65 in there as his lowest score in four games. Um, I think Giannis is one of the safest plays of the slate. The issue I have is there's also a lot of other good spin-ups. We have LeBron James against Brooklyn who plays no defense with no Anthony Davis you know we have Harden who's who looks pretty decent we have Kyrie we have the two Miami guys in a smash spot again then with the Toronto guys so you are gonna have to make some tough calls but Giannis if you can get to him I really do like Middleton the ownership will be really low this is nothing more than an ownership play if you play him um you're kind of buying low and hoping he gets back to form right he's been a little up and down he started the year off really strong but then's kind of in you know last three games 26 33 21 fancy points so I would say he's more of a contrarian play. Now, I'm not saying he can't have an upside game, but um, not someone I'm prioritizing. D 
DiVincenzo at 5-4, just kind of a filler option. We'll probably play about 30 minutes. I think it's just fine. Now, Bobby Portis is someone I think we could take a shot on here. Minutes have been a little bit better for him the last couple games, 28 and then 24, both in close games. He's a good point for a guy. I could see taking a shot on Bobby Portis here at that price point. Um, Brooke Lopez at 4-7 with Portis playing more. He is actually, the minutes went down on him. So not super interested in Brolo. I think I'd rather take the shot on Portis, who's, who's just a better point for a guy and hope the minutes are there. Value-wise, if I had to take a shot on someone, it would be Connaughton. Um, he went off last game, 20 real-life points, three blocks and a steal. Uh, but sure enough, I play him four, four fantasy points for Pat Connaughton. Um, he would be the guy that, if I had to pick, would be him. He's played or for value. 29, 23, and 31 Mets last year game. So if I had to pick a Milwaukee value, it would be Connaughton. Moving on to Brooklyn and the Lakers. So James Harden, Kyrie, both look like good options. Harden has more upside, higher floor because of the assists, right? He's going to be the point guard here. 16, 14, 11 assists last year games. I do like Harden a good amount at that price. I think Kyrie at 8.9, the price point looks good. Obviously, I'd rather get to uh, James Harden, uh, but Kyrie is definitely viable as well. The top two guys look good. No Kevin Durant. As far as value goes, I really don't want to do it on this slate. Joe Harris, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan just mm, don't really love any of them. Bruce Brown is priced about right. He'll play about 20 to 25 minutes. So TLC is questionable. Not really huge news, but if he is out, you know, might be a few more minutes for fringe guys like Shamit, maybe TLC. Roberson, you could take a shot on him and hope he plays, right? They signed him. They might need him maybe for his defense to guard LeBron. We'll see. So, like, you could take a shot at him at min price if you want to. Obviously, it's a risk. Um, guys like Shaman and Tyler Johnson, I think you could do worse for value. Like, I'm expecting probably low 20s minutes for Shaman in a close game and probably around 20 minutes for Tyler Johnson. Uh, so, these guys are both playable. Again, am I going to feel good about either? No. Um, and then moving on to the LA Lakers, LeBron James at the top, obviously looks like a really, really good option. Love the matchup here. No Anthony Davis safe with upside mid range guys, Kuzma, Harrell and Schroeder. Um, Kuzma did only play 26 minutes at last game, which is not great to see. So obviously there's some risk with his minutes. Harrell got limited last game, but that was because they played a bigger, uh, team in Minnesota with Carlton Towns. Brooklyn likes going small ball with Jeff Green at the five. So I could see Montrez playing, I don't know, 25, maybe even 30 minutes here. So I could I could definitely take a shot at Montrez Harrell. Schroeder's probably the safest just because for the minutes, right? He's a guy that's consistently getting about 30 minutes, 30 to 32 minutes a game. So if we're going for like the safest of those guys, it probably is Schroeder. Uh, Marcus Gasol played a lot because of Carlton Towns, but don't expect him to play a ton here. Uh, THT at 3-9, barely played, unfortunate. Uh, again, I do love him, but he is just not getting minutes. And then we have four value guys that, again are playable, but do I feel good about any of them? Not really. We have Crusoe, KCP, Markeith Morris, and Wesley Matthews. So KCP and Wesley Matthews are basically the same player. They're three and D guys. You know, KCP played 31 minutes last game. I'm expecting somewhere 20-ish, mid-20-ish maybe. Uh, Wes Matthews played 22 the last game. Again, they literally have to hit their shots. So they're both really cheap. You can take a shot at one of them and hope they hit their threes. Markeith Morris is a guy I'm expecting probably around 15 to 20. Uh, minutes for him. I think he is a guy that is viable for sure. Again, I like the matchup. Um, and then finally, we have Alex Russo, who should play about 20 minutes. He's a guy that can get those peripheral stats with the assists, block steals. Um, so really, all four of those guys are in play. Uh, probably, the, I would say the riskiest are KCP and Wes Matthews, just because they are so reliant on the scoring. And then finally, Miami and Sacramento. So on the Miami side, the, the really the main four guys all look pretty good here. And Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, and Kendrick Nunn. I like all four a good amount. I love targeting players against his Kings 
uh, team that play no defense. So Jimmy uh, should play 35-plus minutes, and he's got the triple-double upside. Love the matchup. Bam and Abayo should feast against the Sacramento front court against like Bagley and Whiteside. So really do like both of the Miami guys. I think Hero in the mid-range off the bench will probably play 30-ish, 35-ish minutes. Again, I think he's viable. And Kendrick Nunn was in foul trouble last game, but he's on pace for uh, some good minutes tonight. I'm expecting over 30 for him. So um, I probably, I think we'll get 30 to 35 minutes from Kendrick Nunn of him running the point guard. Definitely viable as well at 5.3K. So all the, all the main guys I do like. Olenek, the minutes have been down on him. Uh, you know, recently, I'm curious to see how many, hold on, let's see how many minutes he's on pace for tonight. I'm just curious. Um, Miami Heat. Let's see. So he's played 19 minutes so far. Okay, so looks like he's going to go back to his normal rotation of like close to 30 minutes. So you can take a shot at him for tournaments. Uh, if he plays closer to the 30-minute mark, there's a decent chance he gets there. And then, you know, Duncan Robinson has to hit his threes. Uh, he'll play probably around 30 minutes. Viable value play for sure. And then Iguodala, the flat min price, will play about 20 minutes, a low usage guy, but it is in play because of the matchup. Finally, Sacramento. So a couple injury news, to, a couple pieces of injury news to talk about. Harrison Barnes and Sean Holmes. So... Let's start at the top. De'Aaron Fox, I think, is a good contrarian play. Probably not an optimal play with the other stars we have in the slate, but the ownership will be low. We've seen some big games from Fox. Again, more of a contrarian play, though. Buddy Heal, don't love either. Um, Halliburton, I'm curious to see what they do with the starting lineup. I would guess they probably throw a guy like Glenn Robinson or Daquan Jeffries in there. Not really interested in either because they're super, super low usage, but um, they could start Hal Burton and go a little bit small. If they do start Hal Burton, it would have a little bit more interest. But really, the main three guys for Sacramento, are none are really standout plays for me. Where I'm really looking to are the bigs. With no Rashawn Holmes, it's Bagley, it's Whiteside. We get our revenge game narrative for Sean Whiteside. Last game, they started Bagley as a small ball five, but Whiteside still played over 20 minutes. Again, we got revenge game. This is a bigger Miami team. So we'll see what they do with the starting line. If Whiteside starts, I have a lot more confidence in him. If he comes off the bench, there's a little bit more risk. But like we said, he is a good point for a guy. He's not going to go for 58 in 24 minutes. But he is, uh, I would guess that he probably gets at least 15 minutes off the bench, maybe more. And then Bagley at 4-8, if he starts at the 4, wouldn't like him as much. If he starts at the small ball 5, I actually think he's a pretty good play. Um, I would guess we probably get mid to high 20s minutes for him. So really both the Sacramento bigs I like, dependent on who starts. And then off the bench, then Corey Joseph is a guy that probably will play, I don't know, low to mid 20s minutes. He's played a little bit more because of blowouts here. I think a viable uh, cheap option. And then again, I'm guessing it's going to be Glenn Robinson or Daquan Jeffries that start. B leads to barely play the last game, so it's hard to feel really confident in him. But that's really it for the team-by-team breakdown, guys. I think it's going to do it for the video as well. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos you know when I'm live. Again, unfortunately, won't be doing a YouTube live stream. I will be back for videos and live streams starting uh, next Tuesday, guys. So um, yeah, thanks again, guys. Have a great night, and I'll see you guys all later.